week's episode of Hey, I think we're good here. I'm one of your co-hosts, Jackson Metakekia. And I'm Matt West. And we're here getting to know the sport of volleyball through the life experiences our guests have to share with us. Come take a listen. This week's guest is current Stanford athlete, Jalen Jasper. For those of you tuning in that haven't heard, Stanford recently announced that they will be cutting their men's volleyball program after the 2021 season. We brought Jalen on to discuss his journey to Stanford, what Stanford means to him, and to tell us and our listeners what is currently going on with the program and how we, the volleyball community, can help. Please listen and help these young men. Good morning, brother. Good morning. How are you? Great. How are you? Uh, could be better. <laughs> For sure. You know, doing the best I can. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Jalen, this is Jackson. What's up, man? Hi, nice to meet you, Jackson. Nice to meet you. How you doing? Uh, good. <laughs> How did it start? Like, what? One, you're from Maryland? Are you starting yeah, from Maryland? Yeah, that's where I'm right now, actually. That's where you're uh, I'm from. Now. Are you in Annapolis? Yeah. So how did you get started playing volleyball in Maryland? There's only one other guy that I know from Maryland that played volleyball, and it's Aaron Russell. And obviously his brother. Yeah, that's every, one everyone knows. Yeah. <laughs> how did Travis you Merwitter. Oh, Travis Merwitter, too. Can't forget about him. But how did you um, start playing? Yeah, uh, I was actually a basketball player for 10 years, and it wasn't until I got to high school that I actually, like, kind of started to pick it up but when my sister first got to high school she also made the transition from basketball to volleyball so that's when the idea first entered my mind and I would go to like some of her club practices and like just watch and like it got to the point where like they would ask me if I like wanted to go in and play so like I started like playing and then soon enough I started to like it more than basketball just because it was new like I kind of lost my passion for it but like volleyball was right there and it was so like unique and I guess that's something I've always been like a fan of is just things that are different so when I went to high school I went to a private high school for my first two years and I played basketball my freshman year and my sophomore year I didn't and I chose to just play volleyball and that's kind of when I made the like decision like okay like I'm just gonna go full on with volleyball here and like play basketball like a hobby and I made the like youth or no that's way too early I was on the like a1 team uh like my first year trying out for high performance uh the year after that uh I think it was either a1 again or I ended up making the youth team and that's what put me I think on like the map for like college uh just because like the level of playing that we were getting into and like the coaching I was receiving was just so much like better than what I was getting in Maryland. So like, I just, I was always pretty athletic because both of my parents were athletes in college. So like I was able to pick up volleyball pretty quickly just being athletic. So I think that was like one of my biggest, like, cause I was still a pretty like raw player. Like I didn't really have all like the technique down, but like I could, throw myself across the floor for a ball and I could jump out of the roof. So those were like two of my biggest uh, like attributes coming out of high school. But um, like as soon as I like knew volleyball is what I wanted to do is when I also started to take school a lot more seriously too, because I knew like if I wasn't playing like a sport that could eventually make me like millions in like the NBA, like I would probably need like a good degree. So I like buckled down in my studies and eventually when the time came and I had some options for school, I had some really, really good options. But uh, Stanford was always like, like at the top, obviously just because of what it was. But um, yeah. That's an incredibly rare trait to have as like a 15, 16 year old. We're like, I really want to do this. So not only am I going to go all in on the sport thing, 
but boy, am I going to go all in on academics too. <laughs> yeah, I know. It was like, I kind of like surprised myself there. Like, I think I matured a lot quicker than a lot of kids, but like, I knew like from a young age that like, I like as soon as I wanted to start playing volleyball that I was going to need to like do well in school. So, and I was able to do it obviously because I got in. So like it kind of shocks me still. <laughs> was there like a major culture shift between basketball and volleyball? Like the style oh, yeah. of what is like, that? Like, Cause I didn't play basketball. Did you play club basketball too? Yeah, uh, I played AAU for a while, and then one year I played on a team that was in the EYBL, which is like the Nike Elite League, whatever. So, like, I played, like, pretty competitively, but, uh, like, I can only, like, describe it in contrast to volleyball. Like, I had friends, like, from, like, high performance, like, across the country, like, from everywhere. Like, with basketball, like, I really only knew, like, the kids like in my area like maybe and then like when we would go to like the big tournaments like you see like the big name kids like the like top recruits and like the like you would go to tournaments and like I would like play against my friends teams and like I would recognize their parents and like it was just like a big family basically like everyone just knew each other like it was just such a smaller community that like everybody was so much more connected than basketball which is huge and it's every man for himself business <laughs> and basketball starts early man yeah uh my dad's a football coach so he originally tried to get me into football which just from a young age i knew football is i did i knew i was supposed to play sports but i knew football was not it so <laughs> i pushed back as hard as i could against it and i think my dad was probably a little disappointed but I mean, I still look at where I am now and I hope he's proud of me, but (laughs) yeah, no. And then like I started basketball when I was, I think like eight. And then I played until I played in high school, but I stopped playing competitively my sophomore year of high school. So like I played for like 10 years. That's a long time, dude. Was there... Was there like a major stigma towards you because you were like a black guy playing basketball and then you went into volleyball and everybody's like, oh, he's probably a sick athlete. And it, it just so happens that you fit that criteria perfectly because you are a sick athlete. But like, <laughs> <laughs> but like, was there a stigma coming in? Like, could you feel that as soon as you walked into volleyball culture? Uh, I mean, yeah. I remember like one of the first comments like somebody made to me when I stepped on the one of the courts at a high performance thing like I was I don't know how old I was then and I'm pretty sure like the person who said it to me like would not say it today but like they made a comment about like me being black and like certain things on my body being like larger than like other races and it was just like a very uncomfortable situation he like said it in front of everybody and then like he just proceeded to like talk about like how like I'm black so I can like jump higher and I can do all these other things and like that was probably like the only one of the only times in my life that like I've ever like heard somebody like say something like that to me but like I've always heard like comments about like oh like he can jump like like he's just so athletic and like I've never really been sure if that's because I'm black uh but like I definitely think that just because like it's not a very racially diverse sport that there is some like racially charged aspect to it yeah for sure i mean it's a well said yeah well said. it's definitely a predominantly white sport and like you just like you don't see a lot of black athletes in our sport and when you do they're fucking really good at it yeah you know and another and it's not because they're black it's just because they've been given another route instead of like, oh, I have to play basketball, football. Like Josh Tuninga was on, and like even as a poly guy, he was like, you have to play football. And he's like, I don't want to play football anymore. Like, I just want to play like, – he's like, I just want to play volleyball. Yeah, and then what he went and did. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like Chris Austin and um, – Chris Austin. And, yeah, Chris Johnson, both these guys that went to Long Beach City College. Chris Austin ended up winning two rings as a setter. And that's a huge stigma, obviously, because setters are, like, supposed to be the brain. Yeah. And 
Crisk went in and very, he was very good block setter. Yeah, I and I don't know many. I don't know any other black setter now that I think about it. Okay, there's plenty around the world. But yeah, not yeah, plenty, but in the U.S. I'm trying to think like if I even know any. In. <laughs> Ooh, interesting. I mean, like I know some on the women's side. Yeah, women's side for sure. In men's. <laughs> Dude, the women's is breaking through though because it's like there's just so much opportunity in women's sport, obviously. So now yeah. it's like giving the black community more of an opportunity because people are willing to like help. Yeah, it's like, hey, if you're dis, if you feel like you're disenfranchised or like you just don't have the money to pay, we will help you, which is great. And if you yeah. do have the money, then pay up, just like the rest of us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I especially think like with everything happening this year, like going forward, like I think there's gonna be like more of a push for things to be like more diverse and like more inclusive and like try to like reach wider audiences. So, like, I'm excited to see, like, where, like, diversity goes within our sports, like, men's and women's. What was the uh, culture shift like for you going from Maryland all the way to Palo Alto? Oh, well, I never really vibed with the East Coast. Like, I hate this place so much, not going to lie. If I had a choice, I would never come back here. Uh, Like, the humidity is not my friend. The mosquitoes must really like me because if I step outside for more than 10 minutes, I have 15 bites on each leg. Uh, Like, I don't know, like the pace of life, like everyone is like, I feel like people say like Californians are uptight here, but like that is not true at all. It's like people on the East coast that are uptight and like people here are kind of rude and like the vibe on California is just so much more like chill and everyone's like, so like relaxed and like, I don't know, like it's just, and the weather is so much better. And like you're never more than like a 45 minute drive from the beach. It's it's just where I want to be. It's where I want to end up. But definitely, it felt like I was going home. Like I was leaving this place that I was just being trapped in because my dad's a football coach at the Naval Academy, and like going back to like where I actually like fit in because I wear shorts and flip flops and like a button down Hawaiian shirt, like pretty much every day during the summer. <laughs> and like people here would be like staring at me and I was like, what's going on? And then like, I go like that California, like people aren't even wearing shirts. It's like, I'm the weird one for like having anything on. <laughs> so I like California and like just the West coast so much better. What, what was like the defining factor uh, obviously Stanford speaks for itself, but like, was there like a, do you remember something that just hit like the nail in the coffin for you in your recruiting process where you're like, I'm going to Stanford for sure? Uh, I mean, like I always knew that like academically, like you said, like it was going to be like one of my top choices, but like on a bunch of my visits, like I didn't really, I don't want to say get along with the team. Like I just, something didn't feel right. But when I walked on to the campus, like, it just – and, like, the coaches and the players and, like, the time that I spent, like, out with them, like, it was just – everything felt so right. And, like, I felt like I was home. Like, it was – like, it really was a family, like, they described it. And just, like, the people that I met were just, like, unreal. Like, they were, like, millionaires, self-made by the age of 20. Or, like, they were, like – curing cancer doing something like that and it was just like everybody everyone was like that and like at first it was like a little scary like could I go to school here like the only thing I've done in high school is play sports but like I knew just like being around those people like all day every day for four years and now five like it's just gonna make me like that much better and like that much like I don't know like smarter I guess so like as soon as I like where it's like talking to everybody and like I just saw like how smart and how like together was I knew like it was for me you're right you are you were a lot more mature than most teenage guys (laughs) (laughs) having that perspective at that age is awesome dude when I went on my visit to Stanford I remember Ken Shibuya I remember this so vividly he was like we have the youngest kid to ever climb Everest and we have 
and I, I remember that one. I was like, he's 17, he climbed Everest. And then he mentioned two other kids that were like world-class or whatever else they did. And he's like, and everybody has this phenomenal story and your story could be volleyball. And I was like, that's the worst story ever, man. That's what you want my story to be. <laughs> no, that totally sounds like something Buya would say though. Yeah, I was <laughs> like, like you feel better, but it, like, it's like, that doesn't make me feel better at all. Yeah, I was like, you, you lost me, dude. I was like, this is definitely not the place for me. But having been around Maddie, Bug, my girlfriend, and her, what she says about Stanford, like, your guys' perspective on, like, how to get there and, like, being there is so similar. Because she was in the same boat. I don't know how it was for you. I guess it's probably different for the men's game. But were you also equally as stressed your junior year about your grades and your senior year about yes. grades? Yes. Oh, my God. Like, yeah, no, like, she was like, I almost like, cried. She filled out her application, and she did her, like, birthday wrong. And then you only get one, right? Oh, no. So she was – and you have to do it in pen. And, like, it's not like yeah. you can write it out or anything. So she said she just broke yeah. down crying. She was like, with all this work for nothing, and, like, I can't go to Stanford <laughs> Oof. Oh, I feel so bad. I remember the anxiety filling out that application. <laughs> Awful. I guess like when, after you committed, because most people when they commit and like you're signed, for me, I was like senioritis to the max. I'm a senior. I'm a cool guy. With your senior year, were you in the same boat or were you like, okay, now I have so much pride going into Stanford that like I'm going to kick ass in everything I do and make everybody recognized this is why I'm going to Stanford or were you also like a part of the senioritis crew like the rest of us? Uh, no, I was 100% the person that like, I was pretty low key about it, but like I took a full schedule as opposed to like all my friends that took like half schedules and like classes. So it was definitely like a me trying to like prove myself. Cause I also remember like when I committed to Stanford, I had a few issues with some people like saying things behind my back, like just like totally uncalled for. And like, I called them out on it and they were just, Oh, like, I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. Or I didn't say that. And I was just like, okay, whatever. But like that just kind of like flipped a switch in my mind. Like, okay. Like, wow. Like if they're doubting me, like are other people doubting me? Like, all right, well, like, no, like that's not how this works. Like I'm going to Stanford for a reason. Like, I worked hard to get to where I am and like, I'm going to prove that to you guys. So like, I didn't have too many friends my senior year, but I got like great grades my entire year. I was in school from seven till two o'clock. That's when it is. And I was, uh, I don't know, we did Latin honor system. I got the gold sash thingy that's hanging right here. Uh, and I, left to Stanford. I never looked back. I like pretty much unfollowed everyone from my high school on Instagram. Uh, like after that, like I just, I was so done. Like I didn't want to be like a part of that at all, but like my senior year, I like full on like buckled in and like, I'm getting ready for Stanford. Like, let's do this. That's pretty sick. Good for you, dude. Well done. I mean, it's good, but, like, then I come home and I have, like, no one to hang out with. <laughs> You're like, I just told everybody to fuck off. Now nobody's around anymore. Yeah, no, it's, like, kind of shitty. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever look back and regret it now that, like, you're a little bit more removed and you have some perspective to be like, I should have just been silent and done my work and quiet and then people would have just seen it? Uh, I mean... Like, maybe, but also, like, at the same time, like, I, no one in my class went to an Ivy League school. Like, no one went to, like, a school like Stanford. Like, I was the, like, exactly, that was what I did. I was just like, don't mind me. But <laughs> nobody, like, I went to the best school out of anyone in my class. So, like, I did have a bit of a chip on my shoulder. I was like, none of you are doing this. Like, whatever. But, like, I look at where I am now and, like, where I can go and, like, the doors that have been opened for me. And, like, I see, like, what some of the people from my high school are doing, like, hanging out with the exact same people, going to, like, the same places, like, like, just so, like, complacent with life. And, like, it just, like, I'm not, I don't regret anything I did. Like, sometimes it is a little lonely, but, like, I see everything I have 
in front of me and like I'm 21 years old like I have a long life ahead of me like I'm pretty excited and you'll have a Stanford degree <laughs> exactly and that is what I'm so excited for like you know like graduate like if I don't have volleyball my senior year or my fifth year whatever like whatever but like I'm gonna graduate with a Stanford degree like that is like uh like I put in so much work <laughs> thank god so then what was walk us walk us through your freshman year and like coming in and you're like obviously you're probably so excited because you're like I'm finally out of this place out of Maryland I'm finally with my guys was it as good as you thought it was going to be was it better than you thought it was going to be or like was it harder than you thought it was going to be uh well originally I went during the summer quarter during like the summer after I graduated like I graduated and then a few weeks later I ended up going to campus uh I I think it was like my essay score and the SAT was not like as good as they thought it could be so they had me like take a writing class on campus the summer before. So like I actually got to like experience a little bit of what campus would be like before like everyone got there. Yeah. So I got to like learn where like all the buildings were and like the facilities and like where I'd be living and like kind of figure everything out without a ton of people there and like feeling a bunch of like pressure and like everyone watching me. So like that was pretty nice. So like when the school year started, uh, I had like a good idea of like the campus, but like still like I was in a completely new place, like with all these geniuses that I knew I was going to be surrounded by, but like now it was like super intimidating. Uh, and then like, I have like the athletics and like I walk into the football room or the football room, that's <laughs> what it feels like the training room and the football players are like just massive and huge. And it's just like, Jesus, like, <laughs> Am I going to turn into that, like, after four <laughs> years? But, I mean, obviously not. Uh, but, uh, like, there were a lot of, like, moving parts to it. Uh, like, my freshman year, academically, was also a little hard just because that's also when my brother almost died and got a heart transplant. Oh, okay. So I was dealing with that quarter. Uh, and then, like, dad had, like, my first season – and like everything like that was that was my freshman year and wow now that i look yeah i moved in by myself because my parents had to stay in the hospital with jaron because he was on life support uh like yeah now that i think about it, my freshman year kind of sucked <laughs> most people does but yours sounds exceptionally Ugh. shitty wait yeah that actually really fucking sucks i didn't i totally forgot about that <laughs> yeah no that's when my freshman year that summer when i went in uh, that's also the year that we went to world championships and Jaron went in for his routine heart procedure. Uh, it went horribly wrong, dead for 15 minutes, uh, got a heart transplant, but like that was all my freshman year. And then I remember that week, uh, we played UC Irvine is when he actually got the heart and I flew back to Maryland to like see him when he woke up from surgery and everything. And then I ended up flying back to California a few days later to play in that game. So that was a, it was a fun year. Please tell me you went off. Uh, I didn't play the first set, but I think the second, I'm pretty sure we got swept, but no, that was our freshman year. We sucked. Yeah. Like, was, uh, I was, I mean, I didn't want to bring it up, but yeah, you guys weren't amazing. Yeah, but you never know. Yeah. <laughs> So that was that was also fun, but uh, no, I think I played decently well <laughs> during that game. What's a what's one thing that you can obviously from all that adversity you take on your freshman year? Is there one thing that stands like stands out to you experience wise? Where you're like that part of it, I will absolutely never forget, and like it's kind of transformed you, and you felt it like over time now. Um, I'm trying to because I know like there are so many things that have happened uh like each year that I've been at Stanford like it's been a different roller coaster like I said my freshman year it was Jaron uh sophomore year it was like just like our team was constantly injured uh 
and I think that was the year that like I was still like really trying to figure out like what I wanted to major in and I still really didn't have that good an idea which was not fun uh and then this year it was COVID which I don't have to get into because we all understand that uh like major okay this is this is like not really volleyball related that's, but, uh, even, that's great yeah yeah just give it to us there was one night that I went to a party with one of the girls on the women's team and I was like I ended up like falling off of the third floor of a building and landing like parallel to the ground and like I should bring up the picture because like my face was like smashed uh I had like a really really bad concussion uh uh went to my trainer like busted lips they thought my nose was broken uh they like gave me like Alzheimer's medication because my concussion was so bad uh like it was like that like that's not volleyball related but I remember like when that happened like I just kind of like took a step back and was like how did I get to this point and that was like my freshman year like really coming to a just like a big event because like I was just going through so much and just suppressing a lot of my emotion and not sure. letting a lot of things get to me because like our season was crappy and I was just like okay like screw it like volleyball's done like my career is over I'm never gonna recover from this uh, I'm the worst volleyball player ever and then like I almost failed one of my classes winter quarter that year too which was the, the first time in my life that it that had ever happened so like that on my transcript I'm just like no one's ever going to hire me like I'm going to be poor living on the side of the street for the rest of my life and then like that happened and I'm just like okay so like I'm finding these like horrible outlets for my like feelings and like now like it's actually affecting like my volleyball career like my academic career and just like me in general like I fell off of a third story building so like after that is when I really like decided to like get my life together and like I started like working out more I got like really into yoga uh like started running just like being healthier I drank only water uh I don't know like that point in time like I also just like realized that like college was also getting to me and I was letting like the social scene of things like uh, blind the whole reason why I was there, which was for school and for volleyball. So I also like, yet again, had to have another, like it's time to like get serious in school and to get serious in volleyball again. So like after like I, wasn't concussed anymore and I could get back to like actually playing and like doing things normally. Uh, like, I know like a switch was flipped and I was just more focused on volleyball and school. And like, if I had time to socialize, like great, but like it never really was a question like where my priorities were. And like, yeah, like I slipped up like a few times, but like, I feel like I can admit when I'm wrong and I, also have a good sense of when I know I'm making bad decisions. So yeah. like, at least I have that going for me. Like if I can identify making a bad decision, like that's better than making a bad decision thinking it's a good one. So. <laughs> for sure. Dude. And that's like a, that's a great message for anybody watching. Cause we all fall off the wagon. All. And I did, I did the same thing. I'm not going to say his name. Jackson knows who it was, but like we were out partying one, uh, one day and it was right after like my girlfriend of five years had just broken up with me. We didn't make it to the final four. All these things were like adding up and I had this pressure and I'm sure you had that same pressure going into your freshman year of you're the number one recruit in the country. You're on the youth national team. You're going to Stanford. There's all these expectations and I remember I literally came crashing down on my face. And like, oh, geez. yeah, like I literally, I was so drunk, man. And this kid like pulled my head over or my shirt over my head and he just let me go. And I literally smashed my face. And like, so the oh. next day you have to go into practice or it was oh. like two days you got to go into practice and you're like, here's the deal. This is what happened. 
right? But like, and you, it's literally like rock bottom. And like the crazy part is, is that I don't know how it was for you. And you said like, you've hit other divots in the road, but like, that's like the first big one. And then for some reason, it's like, God's got to test you or whoever's got to test you, whatever his name upstairs is. <laughs> and like, you just keep hitting them. Yeah. It, it makes you, it makes you better. You come out it really, tougher. It really does. Like I've, like I've seen like some of the things like I've had to come, like go through and like now I'm seeing like what I'm going through now. And I just know like in a year or two, like five years ago, I never would have expected myself to be here. And I'm sure five years ago, I had problems that I thought were going to like completely just upend my life and I would never recover. So like who used to say like, five years from now, I won't be somewhere else, like doing just fine, like worrying about something that's like, at the time is going to be like, super important, like this could ruin my life. But then like five years later, I look back and I can say like, hey, like, I guess it wasn't that big a deal. So I know, like, I'm also like taking things like, slowly and just like, I have some comfort in knowing that like, I'm going to get through this. And when I do, like, I'm going to be like, I'm much stronger person because i've already seen like what i've done and come through so far absolutely at least you can say like i've done it before i can do it again yeah and like jackson and i always talk about it and it's like it hurts to say it in the moment but after like when somebody tells you they're like dude in five years you're gonna laugh at this you're gonna look back in five years and this is actually gonna be funny and you're like no it's not the end of the world man. <laughs> no like people literally started saying that to me like so often that like i just started i just picked it up and i start telling it to myself now like, <laughs> like that was everyone's go-to phrase for some reason for a stretch there was just like in five years you won't even worry about it i'm not sure if that was like a meme or something or why that happened but like i do remember that like that was a big phase in my life and everyone was saying that <laughs> was there like I don't know if you recognize it when you walked on campus, but like, do you know Inky Ajanaku by chance? Or yes. You know? Okay, so Inky and Maddie are really good friends, and they talk all the time on Facetime. And obviously, we've been talking a lot more as of recently with like the BLM movement. And she was talking about how she had she just did not recognize like who she was on campus. Cause she just thought like she was just another person and then moving back to the South, she was like, Oh, and she ended up moving to Brooklyn recently. And she didn't realize how like being anonymous and being in a black community actually felt. And have you ever felt like how you haven't been able to have a lot of like, uh, what's it called on a anonymity? at Stanford as like a tall black athlete and walking around and yeah. do, you ever, do you ever feel like I can't escape like just being me for like a hot second? Uh, honestly, yeah. Like when I walk around like anywhere here, like I definitely like notice like people staring a lot more than like when I'm on campus. Huh. But like on campus, like it's like not that bad. Uh, like I step off campus and go to like some places around campus like it's not as bad as it is here just because like I'm sure people recognize that Stanford's right down the street and like athletes exist but like I come here where I think like I'm probably the only six seven black guy within like a five to ten mile radius so like I walk into Safeway or just like anywhere and like I just I can see people through their masks just staring just like looking at me as I go by and like sometimes like I'll wear Stanford stuff and like people will ask me like oh like do you play basketball oh like do you play football and I'm just like no like I play volleyball and they're just like oh like where are you from I'm like I literally live like two minutes away from here they're like oh like volleyball like that's interesting but that's besides the point but um yeah no like definitely just being like six, seven in black, like I thought like wearing a mask and like sunglasses would like keep me from like being like seen. But like, I also forget that, you know, I'm just three heads taller seven. than yeah. else. 
And like, I'm like, I'm just a very large person. Like I don't recognize it until like I see myself in pictures next to people. Yeah. But like, I'm just like, like being around like my teammates all the time. I forget that I'm just like comparatively larger than the average human being. Yeah. Yeah. Significantly. <laughs> <laughs> so then like going forward in your career, did you, what would what year did you feel like was your breakout? We were like, all right, this is this is an okay, this is an acceptable level of play for me now. That's usually the like your breakout year is when you're finally like it's your like I have arrived kind of moment. Do you remember your breakout moment or like your breakout year? Uh honestly, like I still feel like like my, my freshman year I that was probably like the year that I was happiest with that way I played probably because I was a freshman and I had like no expectations for how I should play. Yeah. Uh, like I didn't expect to start, like I didn't expect to get as much playing time as I did, but I don't know, like I played a lot. Like there were a few games where I had like 20 plus kills and uh, I think I won like player of the ABCA player of the week one week, which was a big deal at the time and like I like was just surprised I was like wow like this is great and then like I a year and I was just like oh I'm a freshman like I shouldn't have gotten that great like I guess like it's only up from here so then like sophomore year like uh like everyone was injured so like we were changing the lineups constantly and we never really had a setter and I was going like back and forth between outside and opposite and hitting on both sides of the net. Uh, so like, I felt like I wasn't getting, like we were, pl we were playing like a game of like, see what positions can do what in what game, as opposed to like playing volleyball, like as a team, like what we've been practicing for the yeah, whole fall. Say, like because, playing Stanford volleyball. Yeah, exactly. And like, that's what, that year felt like to me and then I ended up getting honorable mention at the end of that year too so like I kind of felt like you know like I didn't improve and like I'm not getting any better like like I remember like when that came out like I actually was like I know I should have been happy with it but I was like heartbroken I was like wow like this is a slap to the face like I have not gotten any better like I'm a terrible volleyball player like I need to quit while I'm ahead uh so like sophomore year like it was like, I definitely had, like, some ups and some downs, but, like, overall, like, I think because, like, I did well my freshman year, and, like, I did probably well again my sophomore year, but I didn't do as much better as I would have liked. Like, I thought, like, I wasn't improving, and it was almost like a waste of time, and then this year really didn't exist because we didn't really get to play and I was also hitting off of my libero for like half of the season and our outside who then ended up blowing his knee out so like a lot of my time at like Stanford has been like trying to figure out like positions and lineups just because everyone keeps getting hurt and like no one seems to be healthy and everything just seems to not line up when season comes around, but like freshman year, like we have like a solid lineup, like Paul went down and that was pretty much it. And then I know like one of our outsides also went down, but like it didn't feel like I was an opposite the whole year doing the same thing. So freshman year felt a lot better than my sophomore year. And then this year, which, I'm not even sure if this counts. <laughs> yeah, big asterisk next to this season. Um, but hopefully your last year as a volleyball player at Stanford is going to be the best one yet. I'm really hoping so. Like, I hope it even happens. Like, with the way things have been going right now and just the way people are talking about returning to campuses in the fall, like, and the Ivy League canceling football and all fall sports, like, I don't know like it's like I'm very unsure like I'm hoping for the best but expecting the worst <laughs> yeah I hope you guys want to fucking ring I Dude, think like, every, I think everybody I think everybody in the volleyball community right now is a Stanford Cardinal yes. 
Like, in how the sick men, would it be? In the yeah. men's volleyball community, women's volleyball, who cares about women's volleyball? But in the women's volleyball community, I don't know. But in the men's volleyball it community, would be so dope. The amount of like change.org links that have popped up, and it's a Stanford Cardinal sign on my Facebook. I'm like, this is amazing. How many people want to see this team thrive? Like, I feel, I, yeah. Like volleyball, like I, I'm telling you, like the volleyball community is just so much more like together than like a community like basketball. Like basketball, like people would only sign petitions and do something like if the NBA or like, I don't see, well, I guess March Madness was different with COVID, but like, I, I wouldn't see like if a school like dropped a basketball program, like people doing this, like there are people like from men's teams, women's teams, like everyone like around the country, like signing the petition, like DMing me, telling me like, what can I do to help? Like, who can I send this to? Like, uh, like, it's just like amazing. Like what the volleyball community is like doing and like coming together, like right now to like support us and like try to get us reinstated. It's like, it's ridiculous. Like the picture I posted on Instagram almost has more likes than I do followers. Like it's, <laughs> Like it's getting to like six thousand, like five hundred, and I have six thousand, like five hundred followers on Instagram. Like I don't know how the hell that happened, but like the volleyball community is like, the volleyball community is the best community. Like changed my mind. So what are some of the things we can do to help out? I've seen those same petitions online as well, but is there anything you have from the inside that can help out? Uh, like right now, uh, we're just trying to like reach as many people as we can just because like the university is not being very cooperative with letting teams explore their own options as far as like sustaining themselves. So like, we're just trying, like we know, like if we want to get men's volleyball reinstated, we'll also have to get like a women's sport reinstated, which like, I think should like, I don't want to like pick and choose. Like if it was up to me, like, reinstate all 11 effing sports like it's stanford like you have a 30 billion dollar endowment like you pride yourself on academic and athletic excellence like in your mission statement but you're gonna go ahead and let the university like take away like something that is like so important to us and like it's a part of our identity and like you're just like gonna sit by and like let that happen and then like as far as like men's volleyball goes like the sport is like pretty small as it is like what like 20 three like 24 division one schools like yeah. you take one out like that's going to start to encourage other teams to start dropping their programs yeah, like, so, like men's volleyball might not even exist like in college at all like yeah and they were already like, talking about that to, yeah like i don't know how people are supposed to like go play overseas if they can't play like professionally because like how are you going to like get to college and like play sports like like, I don't know, like, it's a whole, like, mess of a situation, and Stanford is really, like, disappointing me with, like, the response that they've had to, like, a lot of things that have gone on this year, but. I feel really bad for you guys in wrestling. I agree. Like, men's volleyball, like, with, like, I don't know, it's like an Olympic sport, and, like, we have, like, Olympians and, like, gold medalists, and. And it's, it's a sport that's growing for, like, boys volleyball is growing. Yeah, by the exactly. Numbers, like by the numbers, you look overseas, like and it's like football doesn't exist anywhere else. Like volleyball, like men's volleyball is like up there and like some of like most popular sports in other countries, like except for the United States. Like surprise, like it's just like volleyball is like so slept on in this country. Like it is like everyone loves women's volleyball. Like. I understand that. Like, I like watching women's volleyball, but like men's volleyball, like it's way sicker. Like equally way sicker. Popular, not <laughs> Don't hate on women's volleyball. It's Matt. not. No, women's volleyball is dope for sure. Like, if I was looking at it from a purely spectator standpoint, I would rather watch women's volleyball because of the rally duration, for sure. Yeah, it's true. like, for sure. But when it comes down to like, would I rather watch? the semifinals of a women's game or a men's game in the Olympics. 10 times out of 10, I pick the men's game because it's an Olympics and I know they're given everything. And all of a sudden, for some reason, when everything's on the line, 
men become the best defenders in the world. <laughs> and then, like, Wolf, it looks like Wilfredo Leon's, like, roll-shotting, and guys are just, like, laying out. Like, I saw – I remember I saw Sander dive for, like, the second time ever, and it was in the Olympics. And I was like, oh, my God, dude, he's doing it. He's moving. <laughs> uh, well, we're recording this on July 10th. I think I found out about the Stanford situation two days ago. When were you guys as athletes notified and by who? Uh, I was out to breakfast with my parents. It was around like 11-ish here, I want to say. And I got an email from Bernard saying that we were going to be having like a important time-sensitive Zoom meeting in like an hour. And I was like, oh, like it's in an hour. Like this must be pretty important. Like I didn't think of reaching out to any of my teammates or like any other teams to see like if any other teams had received this email but like it was that morning and I think they said it was like nine o'clock there but it was almost noon here uh like I got on the zoom and then he said like as soon as he said to the 11 sports that were on this call and specified that there were only 11 like I knew like it was not gonna like something was wrong I was just like okay like that's not what I wanted to hear and then he used the word discontinued and like everything just kind of went like mute and like I was just like okay so like volleyball doesn't exist and I don't really know what he said the rest of the meeting just because I was like staring at his face and like watching his mouth make words but like I just couldn't hear anything it was just like okay like wow like COVID first like my season gets taken away from me I get kicked off campus and like I have to leave California like now I'm stuck in Maryland like I might not be able to go back in the fall and now you're telling me that like my fifth year like the one year that I thought I was gonna get to like return to school and like not have like any problems with anything is like I'm not gonna have volleyball it was just like can I'm gonna stop asking can 2020 get any worse because it has proven every time that I ask that that it can so like I'm just not excited for what is next but yeah, it was, like, to answer your question, it was nine in the morning, like, two days ago. What did, what is Costi said? Co and for those who aren't, or who are, like, new and don't know Costi, he's the nicest guy in the world. He's, like, he's just a total sweetheart. So I can only imagine, like, the pain he had when he had to, like, talk to you guys. Like, uh, like I remember, like, the Zoom meeting, that we had like that night with like the parents uh like I could tell like he I'm not sure like if he was doing this for like internet purposes or whatever but like his ca his camera kept turning off and like on when like he wasn't talking or like when somebody would say something that I thought was like wow like that was powerful like his camera would go off so like I don't know like how hard he really took it because like he does like a really good job of like making sure that like he's like the rock for us because, yeah. like, he called every single one of us and, like, our coaches have been, like, reaching out to us. So, like, they're, like, trying to say, like, as strong in this, like, as possible. But, like, if you think about, like, what really happened to, like, him, like, he just, like, lost his job. Like, that's, like, that's huge. Like, he has a family. Like, I'm just in college. Like, I'm not going to get to play volleyball. Like, that's one problem. But, like, losing, like, your job and, like, that is, like, a completely different problem. Like, I, uh, like... I love my coach so much. So like, I, it like breaks my heart, like thinking that like he is taking this harder than I am possibly. Yeah. Yeah. I, th I think a lot of people are feeling for him and the whole staff right now. Like, it's just uh, like, I can't believe like to all the like 11 teams and like the 240 athletes and the 22 or 20 coaches, like, like the 20 coaches, like specifically, like they like, give so much like time of their lives to like help like these athletes and like like it's like their livelihood it's like what they do and like what they're passionate about like they wouldn't be doing it like if like they didn't care and like now like just so abruptly and so like unsympathetically and like without even giving us like maybe like a little wiggle room to like explore alternative like it just feels like like the ultimate form of like disrespect to like these people and everything that they have done like for the school how long has john been there you know this is a question that i should know the answer it's got to be 20 knows. something years he is over post dawn like i'm not going to call my co coach old but like he has been there for a while <laughs> yeah because he was 
like he's Santa Barbara grad, and then he ended up going to Stanford as the assistant, and then took over for Don when Don stepped down. Yeah. So it's been a while because Don stepped down in like the mid two thousands. Yeah. Oh, I should know that too. I feel really bad. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I think he stepped down mid two thousands. So. Yeah. So he's been there at least thirteen for all years. The championships. He's yeah. I don't know, dude. But we got to bring back worst to first. Yeah. No. Like, how sick would that be if, like, this next year we like came out and just like ran shit and then ended up like winning <laughs> a natty we're i'm bringing it back dude worst to first that was their thing when they won it in 2010 right was worst to first yeah exactly yeah. like that would be so unbelievably sick like that would be like they could make a movie about that <laughs> yeah i'll produce it don't worry we're putting it yeah. on <laughs> <laughs> yeah well dude jalen I, I think we're good here man that was great yeah. Okay. Awesome. Like if there's literally anything else you need me to like say or do or anything, like totally fine. But like, is there, I mean, what else can we, what else can we do? Can we do anything besides like signing these petitions or do we just need to like start sending hate mail or what's the deal? <laughs> uh, like, I think like the next step where like as a volleyball, like, cause we have like a good email chain going with like some people who actually work in like personal relations and like social media and like, like we're writing like a something for like the New York times and like really like trying to like make it like a big deal. So like, like, I don't even know, just like, like me like doing this and like asking me to just like talk, like that is amazing for me just getting a vent basically and like let people hear. So like, thank you for that. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's like really anything else, but like, I don't know, like soon we're going to start like making like templates to like send to like the athletic department and the university. So when we get those up and going, I will definitely let you know. Yeah. And we'll, uh, we'll tag you when we post this video on Instagram. So people have your handle and all that. And yeah, any, any resources or anything that can help just post on there. And that's kind of a good start for us. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, we just want to keep this thing pumping and like we dude I for me I'm the same way because I'm a kid from Seattle and there's only eight kids that ever played in like my whole state. So I'm like my the volleyball community means a lot to me. Because it's done so much, especially the men's volleyball community. It's done so much for me and given me so much. So like anything that I can do or that Jackson can do, I'm guessing to like help our community stay strong. We're doing it. Oh, well, thank you. Like I cannot tell you like how much that means to us. Like just to know that like we have like more people in like the volleyball community backing us. Like it, it really means a lot. For sure. Yeah. Dude, we got well, thanks for the time, Jalen. Yeah. No problem. Anytime. All Appreciate right, it. Man. Thank you. Bye. again. <laughs>